This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. We kind of been slacking on the shout outs. If you want to send in some shout outs, glad to hear them at 877 881 1053. But also, Corey, you brought us this news earlier in the week, and it really upset me then. Is Steven and Jerry both essentially saying there's no loss of confidence in Dak Prescott? Then the idea that he could be the quarterback here for the next 10 years, I, like, I'm not surprised by any of that. What bothered me is Jerry Jones said, no, the reason to be excited for next year in the future is Dak Prescott. And I think that's a weird selling point for the season as opposed to many different options. So I'm asking you guys, you're selling the 2023 season. What are you selling and how far down the list till you get to Dak? I mean, I actually, the, it might be pretty high up on the list, higher than you think. Okay. Uh, because there is, I think that, and I was listening to Broadus talk a little bit this morning uh, when he was on with Sean and RJ and Bobby, and he was saying that everything that came out of Senior Bowl told them that they had not decided some things on personnel. Is that what you were saying, Broadus? Absolutely. It, they haven't had that meeting yet. Yeah. So so that kind of helps me uh, understand a little more of where Jerry is in that. I think one of the things that is kind of exciting is whoever the play caller will be, how quickly they can get on the same page, and can they be better than they than he and Kellen Moore were. I, that's that's where that's where I can get excited, but I think it would be in the top five, but I don't think it's number one at all. Here's how I agree with Jerry Jones on selling Dak, but he wouldn't say it this way. We're not in the AFC. We'd have to get a different quarterback. If Dak was in the AFC, he's not good enough and never will be. He cannot compete sure. with Patrick sure, Mahomes sure, and sure. Josh Allen and Herbert and, and Trevor Lawrence. And even if you even look at Lamar Jackson, I think that's where Baltimore is going, crap. They have a good quarterback, but he's just – there's five guys. Yeah. And I, I didn't mention Joe Burrow. Like, there's five guys that are just the future Hall of Fame quarterbacks of the NFL are all in the AFC. It appears but, that way for But sure. selling Dak? Yeah. I'm selling Dak against, I guess, Trey Lance, against okay. Jalen Hurts, who, look, right now Jalen Hurts is better than Dak Prescott. He yep. kind of this year has jumped over Dak Prescott. But Aaron Rodgers has a pretty crappy team in Green Bay. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's nothing right now in the South. I mean, if, if Tom Brady's done and and he's not coming back and he even struggled at the end when you killed him in the playoffs, like I was listening the other day to G bag when they did ranking the playoff losers and they had Tampa ahead of 
the Cowboys. And I was like, what? Oh. What? With what? But I just think Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts are the two best quarterbacks in the NFC. Now, they are in the same division, which kind of stinks for you a little bit. But the NFC quarterbacks are average and maybe a little bit above average. But there's not a good quarterback crop in the NFC. So maybe selling Dak is, hey, Dak still is – he might be the ninth best quarterback in the NFL, but that makes him the second best quarterback in the NFC. He sells Parsons is what he does. Yes. And the fact that Dan Quinn didn't leave. Yeah. Those are two of my three. I have one other, but yeah. you're spot on. That's, I think, the first thing. I think in it, the second thing he sells is, listen, we've got a young team. We've got the emergence. We've proved, and I know that everybody is on me about we moved on from Amari Cooper, whether you liked it or not. I think that you saw by hit by CeeDee Lamb getting more opportunities, and he got a lot of targets this year, that you see this is a, a bona fide first a number one wide receiver. And there's number three is yeah. brought us. I'm not kidding you. In order, mine were Micah Parsons, CeeDee Lamb, the return of Dan Quinn. Like, yeah. those mm. all seem more exciting. You're just wrong. Okay. Hold on. I'm, I'm counter. You can counterpoint just one second. Is Micah Parsons going to be second defensive player of the year for I believe the second straight year? Ceedee Lamb has now emerged to be a bona fide one, and he was second team All Pro. And then everybody loves Dan Quinn, and it looked like he wasn't going to make it through a second coaching cycle well, without being picked up. If and he, you if you really believe it too, though, I mean, you could also sell the fact that you have a that Mike McCarthy is going to call the plays. Now you sell it as a way like. Okay, for all you that kind of want to see maybe Dak a different play call right. and all that, the head coach is going to take over the play calling. That that could be something else that you could you could sell that if you're if you want to see if Dak can, uh, and I hate the word develop. I mean, develop is the right way. Evaluates the word I hate the most because I because he's we're in the year we're eight. too far. We're way too, too far. far. Yeah. You know, you're evaluating Tyler Smith. Yeah, is what you're doing. You know, you're evaluating him. But yeah. Dak Prescott, you're trying to fix in a way of, and I mean fix in a way of the 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 mistakes, yep. you know, the interceptions and things like that. You know, maybe you could help Dak too with his understanding of the game as far as what he's seen. Maybe Mike McCarthy can help him with that. The uh, Mike, I think, is the consensus number one to sell. Sure, like the the dude's personality on and off the field. There's all sorts of things about him. That big are, Eagles fan. Uh, the only correct <laughs> number two, though. I like the Eagles too. Brodus, what did you have what? at number two? Well, Don Henley and and oh, and, oh the big, band. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Hell freeze is over. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Absolutely. Uh, what did you say was number two, Brodus? I had number two was Dan, Dan, with Dan Quinn. Okay, both of those are incorrect. The next thing to sell is the draft pick. Whoever the number one draft pick is for them, that's the that's what that's what the Cowboys thrive on. All right, like, that is the correct answer. It, that is the correct. Okay. I, I appreciate well, y'all's lists. Okay, well, would you sell? Would you consider what Jerry said about the maybe opening things up with the checkbooks and stuff like that? Because Jerry was kind of talking about. I kind of I kind of see what the last two years have done with the Rams and then also with the Eagles. I could see going out and get. I could see how somebody would like to do that. And if I feel like that's what we need to do, we'll do. At least, at least he's admitting that these other teams might do it differently than what he does. That he's open to the idea. Maybe yeah. sell fans that hey, this is Stephen Jones always says this is twenty four seven job. Well, 
okay, if you do things like that, it really, really is a 24-7 job. Yeah. No, using that, I, I think we call it the third arm. That's their the third arm they don't oh, use. Harden? No, I'm sorry. Hold on. I call, uh, that, I call that something different, that's but the, I hear No, it's you. the third arm of the law uh-huh. or something like that. They, they don't use mm-hmm. it enough. They, you know, they use it for, you know, every once in a while. Never mind. Corey, I'm usually there for you. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure I'm familiar with that phrasing. But yeah, no, like I think that that's the, the Cowboys. How, what's, what are you going to be excited about going into next season? You're going to be excited about Micah and whoever yeah. the pick is. It doesn't matter. Even Tyler Smith, people are like, oh man, the possibilities with Tyler Smith. We were excited about that. So that is a reality. CeeDee Lamb is, is third for me, then Quinn then Dak and the new coordinator. But I could also bump that out and put Diggs and Bland ahead of Dak Prescott what, and the new coordinator. What pick would make you excited about the Dallas Cowboys? Not the player, just the position. Ooh. I have to change my answer then because I had a very specific player in mind that I know yeah. is risky, but... um, The position, you say? Yeah, just give me a position. If, if, you're, a cow, if you're Jerry Jones and, like, to your point, you're selling, hey, we're, we're picking here at 26... But we kind of feel like there's a guy there. And they're always going to say that. But if they drafted this particular Edge. position, this would make you feel really, really good about their chances. Edge. Um, Cornerbacker, receiver. Linebacker actually is something that I'm interested mm-hmm. in still because I don't know what their decision with LVE is. And I don't know how do, how much they think Clark progressed this year. And Not enough. The way you're working with Micah, yeah. you need – now it's he's not a linebacker anymore. Use him more. Use him more. Go find another linebacker. And then that group is going to be a lot of fun. So I think still linebacker like for me. Simpson of Clemson. Good player. I was looking at a mock draft. Okay, oh, all right. He's, no, he's right around that pick. Oh, is he right around if that you, pick? If you yeah. like a linebacker, at least yeah. that's the linebacker around that yeah, pick. Yeah, him, I was looking him, at that him, Drew Sanders kid Sanders, from Arkansas. Yeah, Sanders is a guy that you would, you would – Sanders has also got the ability to rush from Arkansas. Yeah. He's fast. He's fast, long, has yeah. a lot of really cool things that you like about him. So, like, that is that is a position I don't – cornerback I'm interested in, but they, they I feel like they've – might force the Joseph and Wright thing a little more again one more mean? time. You didn't think that was awesome? I don't know, man. Oh, you're not, you don't think it's going to be awesome this year? You got Lewis coming back, so like you can hope on that. You got Blaine. You feel pretty good there. But, I do. But, but cornerbacks are like pitchers, starting pitchers, Mike, where you need a bunch of yeah. them to start a start and make it through a season. So that's where when it comes to cornerbacks, maybe another receiver. Maybe another receiver would be exciting too. Obviously, Bijan Robinson is the first. That's that, right. That, that's that's kind of where I was saying if you t- if you went out there and you drafted him at yep. 26, it's not like taking him at 4. It's like taking yeah. him at 26. You know, if your situation with the running backs is you've moved on from Zeke, you don't think you're going to get Pollard, Pollard done yeah. and you take a running back at 26, you can get this fan base excited, I believe. I, I agree, especially that specific spe- running back yeah. because this state knows him so well. Like, I know all the ha- the hype was on Quinn Ewers. The yeah. reason that team went anywhere was Bijan Robinson this year. Should uh, – ah, never mind. I, I want to ask this question, but it's, it's not – because the way Dan Quinn does set up his defense, somebody just said Micah Parsons should be a 3-4 edge. But they run so many variants of defense. And I heard you being asked by Choppy this morning. Mm-hmm. Me and Kevin have had this conversation with you before. TCU kind of changed the way they approach defense. And this was this year was actually bad. But 
the the way they approach defense was we they're running a bunch of light guys out there that can run. Sure. So we have to be able to run a bunch of guys that can run out there too. Instead of saying, "Hey, we're going to be stuck in this four-three type defense," we have to be able to be flexible too. And I do wonder how much Dan Quinn looks at it and says, "Okay, I got to keep adjusting to this," or if he's just like, "No, we call what we call." Yeah. The thing about it is, you've always got to be able to have personnel that can morph in and out of fronts. They got in trouble with the running game and what did they do? They they got better really. You know, if you when when Brown got hurt. They got better tacklers out there. I know with Diggs, it was a little bit of a struggle for him. But Wilson developed. Curse was banged up, but he did a nice job. They go out and they get Hankins. You know, they they did a much better job of playing the run after initially not looking very good at it. Would Kevin, would an excitement, if they loaded up on offense in the draft this year, would that excite you? Would that, Or would you say, no, I, I want my defense to be even better? I mean, sure, I agree with that second part. But if talent evaluations happen 24-7, why can't we do both? I think it's... Spring break. It feels, it feels just easier. Always gets in the way. It feels Big easier yacht. to sell <laughs> offense than it does defense, right? Like, we got... You mentioned Hankins. I don't feel like people are like, oh, my God. But if you got, like, a wide receiver who gave you about the same thing, think about how much freaking hype was on James Washington. And he's a guy. And then when Jonathan Hankins, people are like, who the hell is that? So... Mm-hmm. They draft Robinson in this draft. It, it turns into a C.D. Lamb situation yeah. where all of a sudden they're sitting there and Bijan Robinson's sitting on that board, and they look at themselves and they go, you know what, we can't pass this guy. But a lot has to do with what, so what, what what happens with the, the running back situation. Yeah, no, absolutely. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we jump into the lunch rush as part of the expressway in light of Tom Brady's retirement. Which athlete retirement hit you the hardest when it happened? Plus, we got Mike Lysa coming up, so stick around. Lunch Rush next on The Fan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. You got a Mike Likes It coming up that I pray is not what I'm afraid it's going to be about. But, right. <laughs> the most important man in the world tweets something and you don't agree? Wait, Randy Moss do still agree. on Twitter? Who did you say? Randy Moss? <laughs> Randy Moss is the most important person in the world? Correct. Well, you know what? That might actually be your answer to this question. So, obviously, a few days ago, Tom Brady retired, and there's all kinds of stories and everything about him. And so I was curious, what was the retirement that hit you hardest? I don't know if it's the Romo poem or anything else. Oh, my gosh. This one is kind of easy for me because I forgot we were doing this segment. As soon as you said it, I remember getting told by my dad in the car after basketball practice that Magic Johnson has HIV and is retiring, and I was bawling. I was too. And I hate the Lakers, respected him as a player, just like I respect Kobe and Shaq as players. I hated them on the Lakers, but I respect them. Uh, That one to me, when I was in middle, I say middle school, when I was in junior high, seventh, eighth grade, that one hurt the most. And not even a fan of the Lakers, but I just remember, I thought he was going to die, right? I thought because of Arthur Ashe, because of what we knew about HIV at the time, I'm like, oh my God, he's retiring and he's dying within the next year or two. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was the. I remember getting out of school, getting in the car, and hearing it, and I was like, "What has happened?" And then I, that's when you get kind of introduced to all these even more so than where you thought. I was like, "He's gonna die!" Like that's all I thought. Um, but that I think the one that really hit me, like watching all the ceremony and everything that went into it, and having like sports tears, definitely was dirt. Like the the way yeah. that they did. I'll give Cuban credit, man. Maybe Mike, For maybe sure. he spent every last dime he had making sure that <laughs> that's Sean where all the Kemp money went. And all those oh guys. God. That's why he doesn't have any money. Scotty he Pippen. flew in Larry Bird. Yeah, all those guys were there. <laughs> Barkley's there. Like he spent all the money he had to make sure that those guys were there for that. And that like that ceremony was great. You know, the whole part of it. And I'm just tearing up the whole time I'm watching it. And I mean, I grew up on dirt. That was I'm, I go back to high school when when I was watching this guy shoot bat shoot and I was like what is this style of basketball it's amazing so that one definitely that's the local one that really gets me every time otherwise it's Rocky Marciano you know the boxer yeah man yeah right. that was before I no, I'm I'm genuinely intrigued by it. and like then you're gonna say Lou Gehrig or I. Yeah. Lou Gehrig's emotional farewell was really okay. tough on all of us. I am not familiar with Rocky Marciano's retirement. I have to admit. Remember when Tom, when John Wooden trimmed the 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 net one more time, Kevin? I do. Do you? But not. I remember it in terms of I've seen the video, not oh. in terms of like I remember you, you where there, I was right, that gotcha. day okay. or anything like that. Like if somebody brings up President Kennedy, I'm like, that's awful. I speaking don't, of president, no. Wait, and hopefully oh. till after two. Of the National Basketball Association. <laughs> I, I, when people are like, wasn't that such a sad day? I'm like, how old do you think I am? I was like, I do not recall that. Or you know what? Although I want to point out before I go to Broadus, not that if you were alive during that time, it means you're old. Right. I want to make that very, yeah, very right. clear. I, I, I want to add one other thing. Now I have a hard time trusting retirement, like oh, the yeah. speeches and everything. Because of, like, you know, Witten retired, and then, you know, Romo never turned in his yeah. paperwork. Mike still has never turned his paperwork yep. in. Still not retired. <laughs> He's pitching this season. Is, is that why you have that jacket is. on, just in case? Yep. 
sometimes people in our industry retire and then come back. Like it's just I can't trust retirement anymore. So Ooh, sometimes yes. it doesn't. I don't let it get to me the way when Dirks was. We all knew that was final, right? Like yeah. that was we we under, We heard the pain he was going through just to get on the court. So that was one of those where I was like, yeah, that dude's never coming back to play. You know who we should blame for this? Michael Jordan. It's his fault. It is. Yeah, MJ. He screwed it all up for and me. See, Thanks a lot, Michael. Does that rule him out then? Because I remember the first retirement being like super emotional, but then does him coming back negate all of Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Okay. I feel like the one that got me, and it happened very, very early in my football career, the second year I was in the league, uh, Sterling Sharp, when he went, because we okay. had we had something yeah, really going there in Green Bay. We were we got Reggie White, you know, we, we were starting to draft a little bit better. The team, you know, Favre was coming along pretty well, and in 1994, I mean, we you know we we lose we lose Sterling because of you know, the narrowing of the spine and all that. And it was, you know, and they, they just couldn't play anymore. But when we, that right there, because the first couple of years, he was, he was like, he, everybody in the stadium knew the ball was coming to him and yeah. he still made plays. Couldn't stop it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was Cooper Cup of the early 90s is who he was. Were you shocked as a kid when Roger Staubach retired? No. That name is on here. Multiple I, I really, times. I really wasn't because I knew, I knew that he had taken such a beating, and then the you know the the, the concussions and stuff like that. It it wasn't because I was at the last game he, that he ever played at Texas Stadium in '79, and I remember thinking, "Wow, this could be this this could be it." With all that was kind of you were starting to hear things about it, not like you hear today with concussions and stuff, but. It was one of those, you know, yeah, I probably figured he was going to probably move on. But not not to the point when we lost Sharp because I felt like Sharp was about to be, to have a Hall of Fame career. You know, I really, really did. And so it's unfortunate that that didn't materialize. The one that I didn't get, uh, like I didn't get to like embrace that yeah. retirement was Tony Dorsett because of free agency, because he mm-hmm. goes to Denver. And finishes his career there. Otherwise, I probably would have stayed more connected to that because he was my hero growing up. Like, think, that was my that was the dude. Man, I, I hated that. Yeah. I hated. I mean, I, I to watch. And I know this goes way back. Johnny Unitas finished his career with the with the San Diego Chargers. Joe Namath finished his career with the Los Angeles Rams. It just never was the same, you know. With those, I, when you watch those, even even Emmitt Smith played for the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals. You know, that was tough. So the ones that jumped to my mind fit what you were just saying, brought us, and then, Corey, what you brought up is I wanted to say Michael Jordan and Wayne Gretzky because those are my two of my all-time favorite players, but Maddox went to, like, three or four other teams. Gretzky played for, like, four other teams, and by the time they retired, you were like, yeah, that's probably for the best. Cause I so I think mine is Joe Montana. Like I know he went to the Chiefs, but yeah. he did well with yeah. the Chiefs. They were in the Got AFC. The playoffs, yeah. yeah, they're in the AFC championship game. I remember like if we would have lost to San Francisco, I'd a million percent would have rooted for the Chiefs and be like, Joe Montana is gonna crush y'all into Who did the he ground. replace whenever he went to the Chiefs, by the way? You know, I don't remember. The same it's, guy he replaced when he went to San Francisco. I don't remember that person Steve either. Deber- 
Yep, Steve DeBerg. I drafted knew, by the Cowboys. I knew who it was. By Joe Montana I'm not talking about him anymore until we book him on the show. But aren't you talking about him right now? Call also this right week, now. Tom Brady retired. And I know <laughs> that meant a lot to you. It because did. he was able to accomplish what Joe Montana couldn't. When Joe Montana went Pretending from to be great San Francisco to, to Kansas City, he gets blown out by the Buffalo Bills in the mm. AFC Championship mm-hmm. game. But when Tom Brady moved to Tampa Bay, it's hard living your winning. life, honestly. I get it. He ends I do. Up winning the whole Super Bowl mm-hmm. and riding the boat yeah. with the, the, the ch- trophy. Yeah. That, uh, Tom Brady. I'll tell you the one, Mike, you asked me about yeah. the one you were surprised with Staubach. I was surprised with Barry Sanders retired. Barry Sanders is on here from the A17. Detroit just, does that to people. Yeah, huh? I just. Well, Calvin too. Exactly, yeah. They said it's working with Calvin. They're working their way yeah. back. What, are they finally giving his, his money back? I think that's, so. But yeah, that's the Barry Sanders one was when you're like, we were sitting there and like, what? Why is he retiring, you know? Yeah. It's well, a game of blue grade, you know? He's like one of the best backs in the league. It didn't hurt me, but I was shocked when Andrew Luck called it quits. Mm-hmm. That was a beating. That was a beating he took, yeah. And why did that happen, Corey? Um, he had to go off to the Civil War. He did not have Steve to go DeBerg. to the Civil War. No, he had to go off to the Civil War. It wasn't Steve DeBerg. One of, one of the great Twitter accounts of all time. <laughs> See? Uh, General that, Ambrose Luck. For the 682, Ray Lewis, when he retired... And the 214, this one is interesting because I guess I didn't think about this in like the same sphere, but different people can mean a lot to different folks. Is Luke Keekley retiring? Just this a- was one of the ones that came to me. Yeah. Like there was like a three pack of players that retired okay. nearly around the same time. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like hit me the hardest as emotionally, but hit me the hardest as like, oh, what does this mean for the sport and the way it goes? Patrick- Luke Keekley, Patrick Willis. Yes. And I don't remember if you remember this name, Chris Borland. From the, from the Niners. 49ers. Yeah, yeah. He's, he retired Linebacker. at 24 years of age yeah. due to concussions, right? Und, so, like, the, yeah. the way that, like, this, like, it felt like at that time we were learning more about concussions and CTE, and then we have a guy leaving because of concussions, a guy leaving because his feet aren't getting healthy, and a guy leaving because his back consistently is getting hurt. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, we might be in a place where this sport is, like, really going to have to answer some questions and we might have to change where it lands in our society. And Patrick Willis is the example that I thought of. I'm glad you brought him up. He was all pro five times. He retired at what, like 28? Yeah. Sometimes I think people don't appreciate how good he was because well, then he just disappeared. How about Travis Frederick? Yeah, oh, that's a, that's good point. a yeah. great, that was shocking yeah, to me. Yeah, I mean, you're thinking like, but he never could get back to the level that he once was. I, I remember that. I'm sure you remember as well. We were at... The owner's box. Yes. And we were doing a Rangers hit, and we were trying, like, with all, no disrespect meant to Jared, we were trying to rush him off the phone because it was like... That's how all conversations go with Jared. No, I'm not saying that It at does all. take a long time I'm for Jared to finish not saying that at all. To a question. It's just like Travis Frederick went to social media to announce the disease and that he was retiring. And we're just like... And people are like, how come we're not talking about Travis Frederick right now? And like, I literally didn't know the news for two minutes because yeah. we're in the midst of another conversation. Like, okay, let's like... Try to hustle this along yeah. so we can talk about this huge story. And I think that night we got Mark Schlereth on. Like, that night yes. we had him on immediately to talk about what he went through when he experienced that, too. But I think that Stephen Weatherford was dead on, man, when he said it takes Jared a long time to get through an answer. <laughs> that was them! You know that was them! I heard that audio. His name was Steve and Weatherford. Mm-hmm. Stephen Weatherford? 
Well, you think they just flower lied? mound? I tell you, I heard the conversation. It was something about catcher's interference. He, he, he poorly he answered the question very poorly. I agree with Steve. Sometimes you go and talk for a while. That was so rude. It was such it's, a fun bit. Though. We figured that one out in a car yeah. on the way back. To, I thought back it was Oxnard. I thought it was hilarious. Is what about? I, I know you talked about Sharp, the Reggie yeah. White retirement because i know you love love uh, yeah, love him i love reggie and yeah that was when it, you, you kind of understood it was getting near the end for yeah. him he was slowing down sterling the end wasn't near for sterling yeah it just wasn't we were we were going the we were going the right direction i would have loved for sterling sharp to have been able to play in in those in that super bowl i have you know some, yeah i absolutely i have some potential good news for some people here because like john elway also came up Somebody said Serena Williams. The good news, I know it's not going to be like full time, is Serena Williams is already like, hey, you know, you never know. Like, I I might play a tournament sooner rather than later. Is kind of Tiger Woods in this thing? Or is he retired? Or what is he? Yeah, he's in this weird nebulous place. He's in kind of like retired but not retired. I'm playing in majors kind of guy. Yeah. Which... I mean, I get it. Like, Tiger Woods didn't need to be at the Waste Management Open, even though I know that's a fun tournament. Is he can be like, you know what? I'll wait for the U.S. Open. Play or... the ones that I want to play. Yes, exactly. Was uh, like, uh, kind of like Nick Kyrgios in tennis. <laughs> it, it. it is interesting. Those are those sports are kind of like that. I feel like if the the if certain players want to play like that, they can. You can't do that in like football, baseball. You can't do that in team sports. Just pick when you. I guess. I don't know. Maybe some of the football players are. Sue was like, I'll wait till middle of the season to decide what team I want to play on. So did T.Y. That, this one is an interesting combination, and it was somebody we were talking about before the show this morning, Reggie. John Elway, Sterling Sharp, and Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali's was really sad because they put him in, I think it was the Larry Holmes fight that uh. 100% should not have happened. And then you just had to, like, step in. Yeah. And you're like, hey, man, like, we can't do this anymore because this is making me really, really sad. Prince Fielder? Is that that one? I, I guess I don't really connect to that one, but that was sad that that dude's career. I think when the dude's back, careers right? get yeah get cut short like that, definitely does have a, a bigger impact because you're like he doesn't he doesn't need to yet. You know he still should be out there fighting. And then Cal Ripken Jr., Bo Jackson, Mariana Rivera, and those are all kind of different because like. Mariana Rivera, and maybe to a certain extent, Cal Ripken Jr., like, I've seen your greatness. You yeah. have the right to go out however yeah. you want. And then Bo Jackson, obviously, injury changed the trajectory of what he could have been. It's also hurt me that Mark Cuban retired from wanting to win championships. <laughs> there it is. I knew it couldn't wait too long. That's a tough one. That is... Uh, the entrepreneur got his dream, got his goal, and has moved on to other things. He did. I We got to make this interview happen. And I swear to you, if you're up for the challenge or you really want to get into it, I'll just turn my mic off and be like, hey, it's Mark Cuban, everybody. And then I'll let Mike take it away. What's the coolest way to retire, though? What's the coolest retirement speech you've seen? Because the Jared Allen, like, riding on the off horse. the sunset was pretty yeah. cool. Like, I thought that was kind of... I appreciated that. Rather than, hey, call a press conference and let me sit down and talk to everybody. This is one thing. and it I think have... it's Antonio Browns. That was the best way to retire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking everything off and yeah, walking off. I'm just <laughs> done. It kind of very much like slap shot when the guy was skating around. Yeah. <laughs> What's he doing? It's crazy. This is one thing where I think combat sports really do it right, is I've seen multiple after a fight, win or lose, 
and they'll just start unlacing their gloves. And you and, know them? Yeah, and they put them in the middle of the ring, and yeah, it can be it can mean a lot. It that's, really can. That's a classy way to do it. And again, I know this might not really count, and he came back, but when The Undertaker retired at WrestleMania 33, you could see grown-ups openly weeping. Thank you, Taker became the number one trend on social media. I thought it was magical. Did this man just say wrestle? That's right. And I know some people will be like, no, we said sports, not your nonsense. I get it. I do. I still challenge him anytime he wants to. He can come, come try it out. I mean, I would love that. Me and Taker, anytime. You ready, buddy? Just like when you said you could take Ryan Bader down, yeah. the UFC fighter. And I didn't want to break his wrist, so I didn't I didn't twist it that day. Mm-hmm. He it was just off of a wrist injury. You mm-hmm. told me. You were like, hey, don't hurt him. Yeah, it was just the threatening way in which you were like, hey, don't start with me. <laughs> and I thought, this guy, I think this is a terrible I went, idea. I go to shake his hand, Broadus, and he mm-hmm. puts, puts me into a double Nelson immediately. He's like, hey, a reverse double Nelson or something like that. Yeah, no, you got And I had the time. opportunity to take that wrist and just snap it in half, but I didn't want Did to. He was off an injury and had a fight. So I got at least one person with me from the 903. Thank you for mentioning The Undertaker. I wanted to mention it, but I thought that y'all would make fun of me. Correct. Now, okay, that's fair. <laughs> Boy, that's really a bright listener. <laughs> that, is, that is fair. I wanted to give me a couple of shout outs and then hit some quick hockey and we'll get to Mike likes it from the 254 shout out to my wife she's a teacher and this mini ice age has rejuvenate has her rejuvenated and glowing so good news right there and then shout out from the 469 to my fiance Caitlin for starting up her own little business doing window window art couldn't be any prouder that is a fantastic one as well and then from the 682 Shout out to my wife, Nikki. She's at home preparing me to stretch my fingers and coach me through, You're a, so fine. through a full paper football practice. I choose to believe that at face value. I still love and, that song. Brothers. And not that is. Did you ever think if you had the number eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine, you called it. Don't lie. Yeah. Tommy two tone encouraged you to do it. Yeah. <laughs> now it doesn't work because you have to have three other numbers in front of it. Yeah. That is true. But don't you think those people still get. Like, whether it's 214-972-903-817, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then tonight, if you're interested, we talked about the NHL All-Star Skills Competition. Did you know that Jason Robertson is participating in Pitch and Puck? What? It is a... Yeah, you don't want to mess that one up. For real. If I said Fitch (laughs) at the start, I'd be Uh in a lot of trouble. uh Is so... The NFL has, like, their long drive contest as part of the Pro Bowl events. The NHL is incorporating golf into its festivities. And so, essentially, it's Jason Robertson and three other people. It's going to be golf skills on a par four. And the golf hole is an island green. And so, you got six players. And the winner is whoever gets the most balls or pucks into the hole using the fewest shots with a combination of hockey shots and golf shots. Oh, I kind of like this. Like when Dude Perfect had Jamie Benn and everything, and they were out at the Rough Riders place, and they were hitting pucks like into the outfield, and you're like, whoa, how'd they hit that target? Same kind of scenario if you want to check out Robertson tonight competing in that. Now, how about a little Mike Likes It? All right, you're not going to like this. Are you a fan of the 2017 Houston Astros? No. Corey, you you like those guys, right? 
I can't say what I was about to say. But <laughs> I'm all no. my, I'm all about the effort. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> the effort to cheat. Yeah, I respect. I, it. You know what? A by any it, means possible. It's tough winning these championships. All right, and I admit Play I the was Cowboys every year. I was rooting oh. for them. It was a weird one for me because I was teammates with Dave Roberts, the yeah. manager of the Dodgers, and teammates with AJ Hinch of the Astros, and. I lean towards the Astros did in that have, situation. Did they have bad numbers like you did? You know, Dave Roberts, he brought this up, and I think I do think Leody Tavares should take his advice. He said, Mike, I'm not a major league player. Mm-hmm. And he was a major league player, obviously stole the base in 04 in the World Series. He said, but here's what makes me a major league player, because I can bat 250. I can't bat 250 if I, if I swing the bat. But my goal is, is to get a bunt hit every series. There you go. So every three games in a series – I got to get a bunt base hit. I get a bunt base hit. I go from a 210 hitter to a 250 hitter. And so he's perfected the bunting yeah. where now, yeah, it's just a getting on first base. But when you're that fast, when you're Leody Tavares, when you're Bubba Thompson, the two outfielders competing for center field in spring training, if you can figure out how to get a bunt base hit once a series, you can raise your batting average 30 to 50 yeah. points by just being a good bunter. Didn't we see that with Bubba Thompson, though? Some of he, the, he, he was started, trying later in the year. Later yeah. in the year, he was trying to lay more of them down. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Leody should take a lead from that too. And Mike, go, we all know the batting average doesn't matter. It's all about but on <laughs> base does for do those that. guys and getting mm-hmm. on base. If you're not, they're not going to walk that much because what's they're not a home run threat. And if you're not a home run threat, then what on three and zero oh, yeah, on three yeah, and yeah. one? I'm throwing it down the middle. Like worst case scenario, you hit a double. Yeah. You know, one in a thousand swings, you do hit a home run. But anyways, I do think Dave Roberts from there, and A.J. Hinch, yes, he struggled. He was a backup catcher most of his career. Actually, from what I understand, a good high school quarterback in Oklahoma Mm. uh, and went to Stanford. Well, this has to do with a new book that has come out. Evan Drellich, who I believe works for the Boston Herald, he just wrote a book that has come out called Winning Fixes Everything. Okay. Well, we're getting excerpts. Is that how you say it? Excerpts. Excerpts. Nope. Mm Mm-hmm. No, I think it's we're getting Epcot. experts. Yeah. We're getting experts okay. from okay. this book. Good enough. Okay. Good enough. And we're getting <laughs> quotes from Alex Cora, who was the Red Sox manager in 2018, who won it all in 2018. He was the bench coach for the Houston Astros in 2017. Here's what uh, it says in the book from Alex Cora. We stole that effing World Series. Oh, my gosh. We already knew what everybody was throwing before we even got on the base, which meant I didn't have to get a runner on second base or to relay the signs. We didn't have to get get on base. And everybody was like, what the hell does that mean? So he was (sighs) drinking uh, and kind of telling the story in 2018 on how they wow. knew every pitch. Like the OJ tapes that we play every once <laughs> yeah. in a while. Yeah. Well, we, I went hey, around Twitter the corner, world. yeah, with uh, gloves on. So now I'm sure Alex Cora will deny some of the things in this book, but pretty much he said wow. in this book, every time the Dodgers threw a pitch in that World Series, we knew what they were throwing before they threw it. Yes. And which they it did go to seven games. So they yeah. knew. According to this book, the Houston Astros knew every pitch that was being thrown in the World Series, and the Dodgers did take them to seven games. This is the home games, right? We were doing this at home games, right? (sighs) For sure, home games, but maybe you have to read the book because we're just getting little clips here, but it's just saying that. What's the book called? Excerpts. Good enough. 
I think that's you pretty say it. Excerpts. Excerpts. I think I said different words. Yeah, you we guys did. said it different. Envelopes. Yep. So anyway, anywhere with the eel suffice. I'm interested in what more this book Example, has to bad. say because this looks even worse on yeah. the situation. And and to your point, Broadus, we knew it was home games banging the the <laughs> <laughs> trash well, can. Weird That's place right. to stop, Mike. <laughs> I forgot what to call a trash can. It's a trash can. So you had banging ready to go, <laughs> yeah, but trash always. can, you weren't. <laughs> Don't yeah. forget, Masterpiece of the Week at 1.30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyways, uh, we're getting from Alex Cora talking. That is uh, pretty shocking. And kind of when he had too much to drink, giving more information. What else you want to know? How much the, <laughs> the Astros were doing, at least in the World Series, and I'm assuming against the Yankees in the ALCS. And, so, and then, you know, the thing is he wasn't there, but when – Jose Altuve obviously would not let them touch his jersey after hitting the, the home run yep. to oh, go to the I World Series. my girlfriend or what? Bull crap. So, anyways, it's more kind of Houston Astros. Uh, I'm fuel really surprised to hear that. So. I really am. Okay. <laughs> no, you're not. My no, I'm ne- surprised to hear them admit oh, it so admit it. freely. Oh, okay, I thought. No, you I'm not they, surprised by the information. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. My next mic likes it, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying I love this either, but Tim McMahon, he's a great okay. reporter. He comes on That's here on the fan every once in a while. You like Tim McMahon. He, he has you a like podcast. And it's the it, Howdy Partners podcast. Thank you. And I guess it might have dropped today. I'm not 100% sure if it dropped today, but we're getting we're getting excerpts. <laughs> From his, I love the like the tepidness that he walks into saying from his podcast. Is this an offensive way to say it? The blips that he is saying that the Mavericks most likely will stand pat and not make a trade at the deadline. We're six days away from from the NBA trade deadline, and I think a lot of Mavs fans want the Mavs to do something special. But Tim McMahon is also saying in that is that really a lot of the Mavs talks over these last few weeks have been about what they're going to do in the offseason with this team, which makes me think, guys, I'm going to let you guys talk here, is that they can't trade their draft picks right now. now. And so maybe they're already having discussions with teams about once the draft is over and we've given our pick to the New York Knicks, we can have real discussions on what we can give you guys. Go ahead. Hey, Haggy, I I know you're very well-read. What does the term Stan Pat mean? Not going to do anything. No, I know what it means, but what, oh. where do we? How do we de- derive from? How that? do we get to the origin yeah. story? You were Reggie. Reggie, how do we get to that? You're very well read. Too. Let me do my googles real quick. Oh, okay. oh yeah, I I don't know without doing my googles. Oh really? Okay, I thought maybe you guys knew exactly I'm s- what. I'm sorry. I think you're absolutely right, Mike. I think that to, to me, I think there's a little bit of frustration over there with Nico and those guys that that they want to be able to try and help and fix this team and help Luca. And right now, they just can't do it. And I, I don't have the specific player in mind. I will just tell you this. For as much as people are like, oh, could you trade Hardaway Jr. and this? for? And I'm like, probably not. But once the draft passes, then again, you can trade four first-round draft picks if you want. And if you want to get in the conversations where you want like a legit number two to go along with Luka... That will get you in those conversations. Merriam-Webster Dictionary says that it huh. started at the poker tables, and oh. I, it didn't like it became a you oh. were less likely oh. to draw a card, you were going to stand pat. I, I think that's like kind of checking would be patting the yeah. table. You're oh, patting the pat table, the table. Oh. so stand pat. Oh. pat. To add to that, there you go. To add to that, recent examples on the web 
one I, I don't even care about. The other one, the Mavericks should stand pat with their core rotation. Last year, February 8th, 2022, oh. that was used. Oh, we are just stuck in an endless cycle, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. A little look on Mike's face. Is look up, look up. Look up! I was about to say something really bad, this, and then Mike Bassick would be <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> whatever, whatever curse phrase you wanted crushing. to say. Yeah, whatever <laughs> phrase that you wanted to say th- to that, and then it'd be Mike Bassick yesterday. All know? right. So my next Mike likes <laughs> it is I want to talk a little about a little bit about Christian Wood because we don't know what's going to happen this weekend. I don't think any trades going to happen. I do think the Mavs are shopping around Christian yeah. Wood and most likely like Tim McMahon yeah. said he's going to be a Dallas Maverick at the end of the trade deadline and for the rest of this season. I don't know if he's going to be a Maverick next year but here's what needs to be known about Christian Wood. He probably has the worst agent slash agent's in the whole NBA. Yeah. It's the Pensack Sports Group. It's Adam Pensack and Ben Pensack. Now, from what I understand and what I was told, they got into the NBA kind of through Stefan Marbury. Okay. okay. So this is a while back. You're talking about the mid-late 90s. They've done such a horrible job of being agents yeah. that they only have two NBA basketball players now under them. They are so bad at this. Oh dear. Nasir Little is their yeah. other NBA player, yeah, yeah. and Christian Wood is the only other NBA player they have. Every general manager hates these guys. No. Most coaches hate these guys. Like It is really bad. Christian Wood is doing himself a disservice. I would love to tell him this off the air, not on the air. But I am saying this on the air now, but mm-hmm. specific, he needs to fire these guys. From what I understand, he has such bad representation that Christian Wood will not get the deal he's hoping to get because these are these guys are that bad at their job. Yikes. Every NBA player's yeah. dropped him over the years going, we cannot be with you because when we talk, I'm going to give the example if I have it on the air. CC Sabathia was with a guy, I believe Tommy Tanzer is who he was with in 2001 when I was with CC with the Cleveland Indians. And the Indians wanted to sign him to a long-term extension, even though he was a rookie. He finished yeah. second in Rookie of the Year voting to Ichiro that year. So he had a very good year. And they said, man, we want to work out a deal, but we don't like your agent. We, we, we've we never been able to work out deals with your agent. We, we just don't have a good relationship. Oh. And so CeCe wanted to sign a longer-term deal to set himself up for life and be like, yeah. look, hey, if I become a free agent, which he ends up doing and yeah. becoming a New York Yankee for a whole bunch of money, he said, but I do want to get a little bit of security instead of just working through rookie deals with you guys. So he fires, I believe it was Tommy Tanzer at the time, and he does hire Scott Boris. Now, right. as much as people hate Scott Boris, Scott Boris is able to work with a lot of teams. Scott Boris works out a lot of deals with the Texas Rangers, and they have a pretty good relationship. I think with- that's why people dislike him, right? Because he's so good at his job. Yes. And you're like, I wanted less. But the Indians were happy that CC fired Tanzer and they worked out a deal in the off season to like buy out one year of free agency, make sure they buy out all the arbitration years. Yeah. And so I'm telling Christian Wood this, you got to fire your agents this week. You're not going to get to a team. Maybe you want to get to, you might not be a maverick on the contract you want to be because nobody wants to work with these guys. And so I, I know I'm putting a lot out there, but Christian Wood has an agency that is really hurting him in the trade market and possibly free agent market. You know, Mike is absolutely right. I've talked to several teams because the first thing that you, you know, that when you say, hey, Christian Wood, the first thing that these guys say is bad agent, bad agent. And I'm like, wow. what? And they go, yeah, bad. I mean, I've t- two or three. I mean, well, how do you know, how do you trade for or how do you sign? And everybody's bad agent. 
So I, it, what you're saying is, is there's a reason. Right. Yeah. There's a reason when an agency's been around this long and only has two NBA basketball players on their staff, and the rest of their guys overseas, are all overseas. Overseas, yeah. You're with a bad guy. I know how you feel about this player. It is very noteworthy. None, nonetheless, is Kyrie Irving. Her Sham Sharanya has requested a trade. Trey Adams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that to be the case. I don't no, know no, that not ready. to be the case. Kay Adams and Shams are going to work. They're going to be a team. Get ready. They need to quit yeah. playing in our faces. If y'all going to date, real. go date and get out of our faces. Yeah. They, they doing that to I, us. I guarantee you, somebody told him, like, bro, she is into you. And he's coming every time he's coming. And maybe back, you can be the same. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. He's like, okay, I kind of see what's going on here. Yeah. My last Mike likes it is Kyrie I sh- up for trade. Yeah, Kyrie up for trade. I, I know the Mavs. They feel like they Wood for Kyrie. They could up. maybe fix him because his favorite yeah. player of all time is Jason Kidd. I, I, it's it's a scary proposition because he's been a cancer for a long time now in the NBA. So I'm not like all for going and getting Kyrie. But I mean, hey. Who knows right now with five days to go, what could happen? My son made fun of Rolando Blackman's free throw shooting. What? And I was like, well, he makes way more so than you do. So how long is he disciplined for? Confidence, baby, confidence. You know, we've had Ro Blackman on, makes Multiple the free times. throws in the 88 or 87 uh, all-star game to send it to overtime. But it just hurt my heart. He's just making fun of me because he knows how much I love Rolando Blackman. And he's like, why is he shooting free throws like that? I'm like, I don't know. They go in. Yours don't. Oh my gosh! We're the KNC masterpiece, <laughs> Whew, right here. That's good parenting on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's time for the C Block, starring Corey Majors. Um, where this receiver should land, and also how does Brian Broadus do the scouting? We do that oh. next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 